So you know what, since we're doing our first version and we got Stuart on here, I probably shouldn't be playing the theme song. I, I should probably be giving him his props doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally okay. <laughs> he said, go ahead and plug me. Play it in the background. Yeah, Stuart's like, I'm here for this. I'm here for it. Yeah, Aftermath is different this time. It's not just audio. It's video, you get to see our face. So you got Easy's ugly mug, which is actually my ugly mug because we're brothers and we look alike. We got our homeboy from out in Vietnam joining us back again, Stuart Gatsy, hanging out. Stuart, the high budget applause is everywhere. It never goes away, even on here. Good to hear that. <laughs> yes, man. yes, sir, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, taking it easy. Yeah. Um, you know, relaxing in Ho Chi Minh City as much as I can. Man, so this is cool. You know, you are, you know, being our first, um, you know, video interview, we've been trying to cross over into this for a second. So when you mentioned that, it just kind of sped up the process a little bit. So we're glad to have you back to talk. We're going to, you know, keep it lighthearted. We're going to talk, you know, this is sports related because sometimes, you know, my brother and I will get on here and shoot the breeze about sports. So that's what we're going to do with this one. But I wanted to start off, you know, first, man, with that crazy, devastating news last night, man. Um, you know, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, you know, he's a hero to a lot of people because, I mean, he did a lot of stuff, but a lot of people are going to remember him as being Black Panther, man. How'd that hit you when you found out about it, Stuart? Well, I mean, that, that, was, that was a big shock to me. I mean, first of all, I didn't know that there was anything wrong with him to begin with but um i heard on news earlier um today that he had uh, colon cancer um, which that's a huge shock um but then what's even more surprising is the fact that he didn't tell anybody about it um and so you know that that it says a lot about him and 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 what was important to him um but but definitely shocked i mean he was only getting started in my opinion. Yeah, a lot left to go. And yeah. uh, it's, it's disheartening. As we talked about a little bit last night, man, but, you know, for mm. show purposes, um, how'd that hit you, man? Because I know that was important. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just devastated, honestly. Um, I was literally just telling somebody yesterday how he's not getting enough credit in regards to, like, being one of the greatest actors. Um, you know, and I was just basing that off of his trajectory. I was like, man, look at who he's played at 40 something. And just imagine the roles he's going to get as he ages into his 60s and goes into, you know, his 70s and all that. And literally had no idea that he was sick um, and, and that unfortunately he would pass away. So, um you know, I, I'm giving him his flowers. I think he's one of the greatest actors we've we've had to to watch. And you know, a lot of people remember Black Panther, but there's a lot of good roles that he's played out there. And I think he needs to get just as much credit for those roles as he did Black Panther. Man, agree, agree. My um, my big memory with him is actually something personal because like when Black Panther came out, um, like I took off from work and I told my oldest daughter, I was like, you know what, don't even worry about school today. Like we, we're gonna, we, don't worry about it. 
So I let her skip school. You know, herself, my wife, we went to go see Black Panther during just the middle of the day. And hopefully that's a cool memory for, because it is for me where I, you know, I wish when we were younger, dad would have told me not to go to school and just go to the movies or whatever. So, but it was just that important. You know, that was like, I, I truly, you know, our first black superhero and he always be remembered for that. But there's so much more, like I was telling you yesterday, one of my guilty pleasures is that that movie Draft Day. It's ridiculous, but I just, anytime I see it, I'm I'm all into it. But yeah, we just wanted to, you know, take a second in the beginning to, you know, mention something about that. It'd be wrong if we didn't, but we could just move forward and try to keep it lighthearted and talk about sports during COVID and all that other stuff in between. So um, we could start off talking about, well, like the NBA. The NBA seemed to have gotten it right. I see my man EZ got on his, his Pelicans jersey. He, he representing right here, even though we didn't make the playoffs. But um, so Stuart, let me ask you, man. So with this, this bubble situation, we're getting back to sports in the NBA. How did you feel it was going to work? Because, you know, EZ could take a victory lap because I was the first one. I was like, oh, it's going to fail. It's not going to work. And they've done it perfectly. So have you watched any basketball? Have you been interested in what they're doing? You know? Well, I, I, I've, I've, I've taken a general sort of view uh, across the world. Because yeah, I'll take a peek at basketball sometimes. Um, but I'm also a, a, a huge English soccer fan. And, and, and I follow European uh, soccer leagues. So I noticed that in Germany, for example, they opened up. Uh, in England, they opened up as well, uh, and 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 generally like the major European tournaments. Uh, and then you also see like baseball-wise uh, in South Korea, they they opened up as well. Um, but here's the thing for me: um, I understand the the need to get back to business and to get people working because there's 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 a spin-off economy you know, that, that, that comes from sport, you know, and it's worth billions. Um, uh, just, just looking, for example, at Forbes estimates, they estimate that because of the closures, just in the U.S. alone, there was a loss of about $5 billion uh, in sport. So, so the, the effect is huge, but my question or conundrum comes from, from this point, like, what do you value most? human life or economic prosperity and and it seems to me um while you know people have taken into account uh, different medical experts opinions and all this stuff i just personally think that it's inevitable that the sportsmen and women some of them are going to contract covid19 it's inevitable it's going to happen um, the only question is, to what effect, and and how does it affect them? Um, and how I answer that is, well, they have the best medical care in the world, so they'll be okay, mostly, I believe. But um, still, it, it comes down to that question: what what is more important, human life or money? Um kind of learning that it's it's a little bit of money a lot of money actually because i was yeah a right. yeah i was a proponent that they shouldn't they shouldn't even be playing during this during this time but 
Ez, I wanted to ask you, man, because you said from the beginning that the way that the NBA was setting it up since they're so progressive, which they, they have been, they've been, in ahead, they've been ahead of the game, like the leaders and all this stuff. Um, so is that what let you know that it was going to work just based on the fact that they got more solid leadership than some of the other leagues? Well, that, and I mean, they just laid out their processes. Um, you know, they laid out, hey, this is what we're doing. These are the rules. You know, the, if you break these rules, this is, these are the, uh, the results if you don't follow our direction. You know, if you have to leave the bubble for a family emergency, this is the process to get back in. I think they had that very well-planned and very oh, – oh, Lord. Um, I was thinking more like Mike Conley who had to leave because his daughter was born or his child was born and he came back. But, you know, we can we can talk about Lou Williams too. But I just thought that they had a, a good process in place and – um, the rules apply to everybody. If you, whether you're the ball boy, whether you're the NBA reporter, whether you're the player, whether you work for the organization in the office, um, all the rules were the same. So I felt very confident about their plan just because not, not only number one, um, it seemed smart on paper, but number two, it was, just, it just felt really safe. Um, even though I, I probably wouldn't enjoy being stuck in one place, but then again, when you have all these amenities and these things available to you, it kind of makes it feel a little more normal. Um, but I felt confident in the NBA just because I felt like they had a process. And mo most importantly, they had a bubble. They had one site where everybody was. And the only way you could get in is if you were, you test negative. You test negative. Even when you test negative, you still had to quarantine for 10 days or something like that. And then you were able to go around the bubble as you please. So I felt like they were very well prepared for this and they took it seriously from the jump. Uh, I applaud them for, do, for doing it. It, you know, it brought, it brought sports back. And then you wonder about, I guess, what we're going to really get into because we know that Stewart is a fanatical NFL fan, just like, you know, just like we are, that we didn't know that they, they're not even really mentioning their contingency plan. They're just like, we're running full speed ahead with our season. And it's like, okay, but what, 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 but what does it look like, though, you know, like? Well, I mean, just a few months ago, they were saying, oh, we plan to have full stadiums. And huh. you just, you just, you, can, you know, flipped your shit on that. Yeah, because you can <laughs> see my facial expression on that, like, full stadiums. Like, you can't even have gatherings over, you know, 50 people. And you're talking about, you know, four, you know, 70,000 people in a stadium. It just doesn't make any sense. But we got all serious in the beginning. Now it's time to get into some shenanigans. So... Stuart, man, your team, you're, you're uh, just to explain to the people who may not have heard the first interview you did with us, you're a fanatical Kansas City Chiefs fan, and y'all are the champions, man. Y'all won the Super Bowl, man, in a really good game. I was sitting there hating the whole time because Easy and I, uh, we're NOLA guys, so we're Saints fans, so we were like, we've been robbed of our chance to win another one the last three years. So how are you feeling about your squad, man? Y'all are loaded. You got a video game quarterback. Um, how are you feeling about your chances? Um, well, I mean, I, I feel pretty good. Um, everybody came back mostly. I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, took a pay cut, uh, even, you know, to come back, which, which is, I think pretty phenomenal in, in modern football. Um, and we've also added a running back, um, and, you know, 
think they got yeah, Clyde okay. Edwards Elaire. He's gonna be right, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. C H um I think he he's gonna be pretty fun to watch. Um just just the way he makes people miss. I I enjoy watching. Um so as far as our chances, I I, I feel I feel pretty good. But I I still have a concern about the players, right? There's contingency plans, there's a bubble, there's, there's all this stuff, people wearing masks, the, the, uh, Andy Reid's got his whole face covering going on, and, which is fine. Um, but what happens when, when one player gets really sick? Because that, that, that hasn't happened yet. So I get concerned. You know, like you score a touchdown, you ever seen somebody celebrate a touchdown? Everybody's screaming in each other's face. Um, so yes. I worry about that, but as far as our chances go, I, I feel that we can at least get to the AFC championship game again, at least that would be, that would be low expectations. Man, low expectations is the championship game as if only other teams could be so fortunate to say, ah, if we just make it to the, the Sunday before the Super Bowl, we'll have a pretty decent season, but let's talk about your division for a second. So it's the AFC West which the Chiefs have been just ruling ever since Mahomes got there. Um, you look around, you see that the Chargers picked up, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback slipped in my mind. Who, who did the Chargers pick up, Easy? I mean, they, they drafted um, uh, Bear uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert from Oregon, but um, they already had Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, that's what was, was crossing my mind. He's a pretty decent quarterback. And then, um, I mean, just looking around at the division, the Broncos, you know, they're not what they used to be. You know, Von Miller's still out there. We talked about the Chargers. And then the Raiders, I mean, we don't know what they're going to end up being either. But do you feel like any of those teams could kind of push you guys a little bit? Like one of them could kind of – I mean, I know division rivals, it can be – it could go either way with those. But do you feel like there's a team that could probably push you guys? Well – I think we were the AFC West champions before Patrick Mahomes showed up. So we had Alex Smith and we were still wiping the floor with the entire division. So as far as that's concerned, uh, they can buy whoever they like. They can get Lamar Jackson. I don't care. We're still going to win. Man, (laughs) where's the lie? I I mean... you know me, if, if I disagree or if I feel like somebody is just, you know, trolling, like I would have called them out, but Stewart's 100% right. <laughs> who, who am I to tell him that his team, who has arguably one of the best tight ends, the, obviously the best quarterback, one of the best receivers, a, a defense that is j- good enough to just hold the team to like 20 points, because that's – you got to get at least 20 points to even run with the Chiefs. It's so, still, I mean, it's still not enough. It's, the, it's not enough. I mean, I 100% agree. I think the floor for them is the AFC championship game. Jeez, and who, we, who in the AFC is going to give them a run for their money besides Baltimore? We forgot I mean, one other thing that pre COVID, go take your behind the arrowhead in December and January and tell me how easy it is to go in there and win. You tell me. How, how simple it is to go in there. I mean, good luck. Because, I mean, they, they can travel well, too. I mean, they just um, 
you know, Baltimore hasn't even won a playoff game yet under Lamar Jackson. So well, they're, we know they're going to be up there, but, yeah. you know, have they, they haven't done it yet. So you've got to really kind of keep them in limbo until then. Right. And, and there are two things, two things with Baltimore. You said that, yeah, under uh, Lamar Jackson, they haven't won a playoff game. And number two, generally speaking, the whole of last season, Lamar Jackson didn't win many games coming from behind. So yep. when, he ha- when he has to throw the ball and, and catch up to somebody, it's maybe he's a lot less effective, I think. Whereas like if they, if they have a lead, and then, you know, they can run the clock out. They can run the ball. They, they're great at running the ball. Um, so I think that that's those, – those are two things that I think he needs to overcome. Like, for me, I do not see him as a threat until they win a playoff game. They have to do that, at least, at the very least. Um, because you can, you, can, you can have a perfect season, but then if it comes to the playoffs and you still don't win, then what's the point? Um, 100%. So, no yeah. doubt about it. And, I mean – you know, props to Tennessee. They got to the AFC Championship game, but they, they had no business losing to them. Oh, go look at Ryan Tannehill's stats during that playoff run, and they paid that man. Don't get me started. This oh, is Derek I mean, Derek, yeah, but they, that's the thing. Put eight in the box. Like, <laughs> we're acting like the Baltimore Ravens didn't have a good defense last year. Like, put eight in the box. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm daring Ryan Tannehill to throw for 300 yards on me. I'm Please. begging him. I want him to throw the ball 35 times. I'm asking like, for it. They, like, on offense, they have some decent weapons. A.J. Brown's really good. But, like, I mean, a lot of those guys are not proven. Like, put eight in the box, and, and I'm going to make Ryan Tannehill throw for 350 to beat me. If he throws for 350, then you win. Yeah. But You got me. I mean, you got me, but I like my chances of having him sit in the pocket and try to throw the ball. So, so, so Stewart said flat out, look, we was winning the AFC West with Alex Smith. Don't get me started on Alex Smith. We got a we got a real scar <laughs> yeah, with him. Not a, be started on him. We got we we he he decided to have the game of his life against our team the in two thousand eleven. Um, I'm still heartbroken be- behind the, that Saints loss to the 49ers in 2011. That's as hurt as I've been. And we, we got shafted out of a Super Bowl trip not that long ago, and that loss is the one that still sticks right here. But um, you look across the rest of the, the AFC about, you know, since Stewart said, look, you can go ahead and pencil us in the championship game. Who's the main competition in the entire AFC? Because you like the West. Like, I'm not concerned with them. So when you look around, you know that Brady's gone – to the NFC now. He's actually our problem because he's in our, our division, the NFC South. So when you look around the AFC and you're like, well, who's the main competition that could stop us outside of our division? Is it Baltimore? Or is there uh, another team you well, see? I mean, around? actually, okay. Uh, Baltimore, yeah, sure. Absolutely is a contender. Uh, there's no question about that. They have a great team, great defense, uh, great run schemes. You know, Lamar Jackson is getting better at throwing. And, and he's only going to grow. He, he's still very young, by the way. I, I think he's, he's, he's going to do great things. Um, but here's the thing. Our biggest threat is every single team that we play. And here's why. Everybody is going for it on fourth down against the Chiefs. Everybody is trying to fake a punt. 
against the Chiefs. And the reason is they know, generally speaking, it's going to be a high-scoring game. So they're going to go for broke and try and score as much as they can. Um, so, so I think it makes it tougher. Um, just, you know, number one, being known as a high-scoring team, and number two, being a defending champion. I think that's probably a much more difficult thing because everybody brings their best against you now. It's not like they weren't before, but I think it's, it's, there's much more intensity behind it now. Um, but specifically, if you want to talk teams, absolutely, Baltimore is a threat. If they continue what they were doing, um, I, I, think, I think Indy can potentially be a threat. Uh, the Colts. Um, I believe Drew Brees is over there right now. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily say he's the best quarterback, but definitely he can. Oh, you're talking about Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers. I'm oh, sorry. Not, yeah, my, my mistake. That's my mistake. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, and, so, and so I think that they, they could have a, a fairly decent season. Um, and as far as anybody else, uh, Houston could potentially do well. It just depends. Maybe if they have a better coach that can, instead of faking a punt, actually kick the ball. He should have been fired um, three years ago. He should have been fired three years ago. We're not going to talk about I, I that. Was gonna, I was going to say Houston just because they, they arguably have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I know they, I know they lost DeAndre Hopkins, but I think the Deshaun Watson is still good enough to, to win games with them. And I mean, they have a very good defense too. Their defense is well coached. Um, in my opinion, their division is, it's really them and a bunch of unknowns besides Tennessee, but they, they've showed that they can beat Tennessee. So um, I think it's their division to, to lose but they, it's kind of like the AFC West. They got a few teams that are like, you can see the talent on the roster. You can see that they have potential, but where is it going to go? You know, Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville's got all the opportunity in the world. But like, what what is that team going to look like? What Gardner Minshew is your quarterback going into his second year. What do you think about the Bucks? We hate them. But that's just well, nice. yeah. We we were. I was gonna ask you about the NFC since you're neutral when it comes to the NFC. Um, mm. In the NFC, who do you who do you see um, potentially going represent in the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously the 49ers were there last year, but they they made some interesting transactions in free agency. I didn't I didn't like what they did in free agency. I don't think they got better. I think the Saints should be there, uh, in, in my opinion. They're, they're a really good team. Um, uh, score a lot of points. Like, that, that's like a team that you want to see there. Um, so I think, I think they, 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 could, they could do it. I'm not sure what, what happened. Did, did the Saints make it to the playoffs the last uh, season? Yeah, we, I, mean, I mean, you could say we made the playoffs. We lost to... Was Minnesota a six seed? We were the three. We lost to a six seed. Yeah, Kirk Cousins had the game of his life. Quarterbacks um, who are just okay in the playoffs have the games of their life against us in the postseason. Because if I name off all the, if I name off all the, uh, the quarterbacks that we've beaten 
since we've been good under Sean Payton. And then if I name you the ones we've lost to, I mean, the playoff losses we're talking about, I mean, Rex Grossman, I mean, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins last year. We've seen that Jared Goff isn't what we thought he is. But then the, it's like when we play major competition, we've beaten the Brett Favre's, the Matthew Stafford's, Peyton Manning, you know, Kurt Warner. We're beating them, but then when we play, you know, these average second-tier Joes, we get beaten in the playoff. It's frustrating, man. It is frustrating. I can, I can relate to that because I've been a Chiefs fan long enough to, to witness us lose games that we should have won in the playoffs. We, you know, I, I was around long enough to, to – experience the, the feeling of, of the curse in quotes, right? We couldn't win a playoff game for so long. Um, and, and there was always something, right? There's always some little thing or or quarterback has the game of his life or, or somebody drops the ball, something weird like that, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the worst. I mean, and, and, you know, so you look at, so we probably should have been at least in the championship game all three years that we've had in this run where we won 13, we won more games than anybody in the league with nothing to show for it the last three years. It's mm-hmm. incredibly frustrating. And to me, I'm eventually the, your window is going to fall through. So I'm, I'm not as, I'm, I'm, I don't have the Stuart Gassett confidence in us because we keep getting our hearts broken in these big spots. And how many times can you come back from that? So I know Easy probably looking at me like, dude, what's your problem? But I'm just like, man, how many times can you come back from these walk-off losses and just shake it off? Eventually that has to catch up, catch up to you, right? Well, um, no, I think I think Stewart made a great point. I mean, look look at the Chiefs since Alex Smith became their quarterback. They've even had – I mean, I don't know what year it was, and I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound, but there was like one year y'all were up by like a ton and then came, and then lost to Andrew Luck. Was it, was it the Colts? I think, but yeah, like, there, the Colts. and then there was a some, time we lost to the Titans as well. Yeah, like, there's some really heartbreakers on the resume, but I think what 16's worried about, you know, just like y'all had Alex Smith, and I know Alex Smith's not close in age. I know Drew Brees is much older, but, you know, y'all had Alex Smith, and then y'all transitioned to Mahomes, and obviously that took you guys through the roof. But I think that's the key is, like, to continue being a contender and to continue winning football games, you got to make sure that you have a good succession plan in place when it comes to quarterback. You know, I don't know if Taysom Hill's the guy. I don't know if Jameis Winston. I don't know if it's somebody that they're going to draft. But whenever Drew hangs it up, as long as you have a good quarterback in the wings, you can still continue to get heartbreaking losses in the playoffs, make the playoffs, whatever you want to call it. So I think the key is just having a, a succession plan. We just don't talk about it as much because we don't know who that is. Whereas I feel like the day the Chiefs drafted Matt Patrick Mahomes, everybody and their mama knew that Alex Smith was on his last they knew few this. days or they knew what was coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that – why do you think it is that, that there's this sort of, I don't know, smoke and mirrors behind succession quarterback? Or is it because they haven't found one yet? I think uh, they 100% feel it's Taysom Hill. And people like me 
can see the potential of Taysom Hill, but I'm not sold on it. Mm. Whereas, like, Patrick Mahomes was highly coveted coming out of the draft. You know, rumors were that the Saints were supposed to draft him at 11. Y'all got wind of it, traded up to 10, and, and took him. So, you know, I think Mahomes, there was a lot of unknown, but the fact that you had the system in place, you had the weapons in place, and then obviously – Andy Reid's one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, and especially now since he has a ring. Uh, you you already have a guy who's proven that he can develop quarterbacks and have them play at a high level. I think it was just kind of a marriage made in heaven, whereas the Saints have only had Drew Brees um, even before the franchise got him. We've only had consistent success with Drew Brees. So it's a matter of, He's visibly declining. You have a coach. You have a system. You have the weapons in place. <laughs> Somebody was saying that four years ago. <laughs> Sorry. Something here. Sorry. Anyways, you have all of that in place. But just because you have that in place doesn't mean somebody's going to r- take it and run with it. So I think that the unknown is just there. Like, mm-hmm. football is just so much – there's so much unknowns, man. Like, in football – you know, like the Rams, for example, the Rams, before they started their run of hit, making the playoffs every year, they were the worst team in the league. Yep. And then the following year, you know, they made the playoffs. Mm. So the NFL is just full of unknowns. You know, I just was talking smack earlier about the Jacksonville Jaguars. But based on NFL trends and history, they very well could win their division next year mm. just because. So I think – there's just a lot of unknowns. You guys have made it look really easy. Uh, you know, <laughs> you had a good starter. You traded him away for some really good capital. I, I'm not sure about easy, but, uh, you know, 50 years of, of heartbreak and, you know, hear, hearing about the days of Joe Montana and thinking I'd never see those days again. And then, oh, hey. Um, so I, I guess with time anyway, and, I, and and the way I look at it, it's – your, your sports team is like your your religion. You can't really give it up, even when you're losing. That is true. Yeah. Because I, I, this this last loss, like, against Minnesota, I had to take a break from the from the Saints for a little while. Easy to tell you. I was like, bro, like, I don't want to hear nothing about us. I'm irritated, <laughs> and I just need to separate myself for a second. Like, I just need to step back and, like, figure something something out. Cause I was just like, I didn't want to see or hear anything about football. I had my feel. And um, so when you, when you mentioned about the saints, I guess, possibly being good. I mean, I know it's a good enough team. It's a 10 win team on paper. I mean, we got that, but who are the other contenders or challenges out there? I mean, you, you know, with the Packers, they have Aaron Rodgers, So you always got to consider them just due to the fact they have Aaron Rodgers and uh, mm-hmm. Seattle, with Russell Wilson, they have a great home field advantage, you know, pre-COVID, obviously. But when you look out at the NFC, and again, it's good to talk to somebody who's unbiased because usually when we're talking NFC football with folks, especially around here, it's soaked in bias because everybody's a fan of a team, you know, in that division or, or in it, mostly NFC people here since it's the South. So when you look at the NFC, Stuart, with you being, again, unbiased, who out there looks like they could be a contender – to come out of the NFC along with the Saints? Well, I mean, you, you mentioned the Packers. I mean, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is still out there. 
and and uh, to me, I think that he is one of the most frustrating quarterbacks to root against because you know you, you support your team and it's always every time when you think you have him that's when he hurts you the most yep <laughs> and it's 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 frustrating because it happens over and over and over and over again that's how good he is so i can never count count the packers out um teams with good defenses as well uh 49ers uh, um you mentioned they they made some trades um but that pass rush um i mean just in the super bowl four man rush yeah no they i mean they I, I wasn't a fan of their off season, but they they're still going to be up there yeah to to make the playoffs no doubt about it i mean the way they run the ball their defense like you mentioned they're still very good i just think that them and Seattle are just going to break each other's necks to try to win their division, not even to make the playoffs, but just to win their division. They're just going to knock each other out. So that'll be interesting to see. Mm. But you, I'm sorry, you go ahead. Um, yeah, and then uh, there's there's also I, – I know we've already talked about the AFC, but I, I still think that uh, the Pats are, are uh, sort of under-the-radar threat because I, I, I can I, I personally don't ever count out Bill Belichick. Uh, they've got Cam Newton, um, which which is pretty interesting, I think, um, to see how he fits into that whole scheme. And they, they've got a great defense. That's that's number one. Um, so so thinking that, and then and then obviously going back to the to the NFC, I, I would say yeah, your Saints, 49ers, uh, Packers. Um, and then I, I'm also excited by the Falcons, just just to watch them. Oh, turn the show off. Turn it off. They, like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Didn't say they're contenders. I said I'm fascinated by them. They can be fun to watch sometimes. They make they, me, they are intriguing. They have they make talent. me ill. They make me physically ill. They're the equivalent of the Raiders to you. How you see somebody with the Raiders and you like, that's they're our Raiders with a lot less winning. But yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good point Stewart brought up about the Patriots, though. I know we haven't talked about them a lot today, but um, can't they have a healthy Cam Newton with Bill Belichick? That's going to cause some problems. I don't know if you'll see, you know, MVP Cam Newton, but they're definitely, to me, I feel like they're still going to win their division. I know Buffalo's kind of up and coming, but Josh Allen – regular Cam Newton. Like I'm saying Cam Newton. Cam, Cam Newton, I think he's only 30 or 31. He's 31. So yeah. I mean So I mean number upside to me still left with him. You know, we lived that nightmare for years in the division. So we had to, you know, we had to sweat it out many a game against that guy, you know, where we feel like we got him and the next thing you know he's sprinting down the field for 40 yards. And, and you know, here's the thing he's confident. He's healthy. And when that man's on a roll, you ain't stopping him. When he's doing his Superman and he's doing the little flick for the first down, like, yeah. watch out, man. Your team's about to get destroyed. I, we know <laughs> from personal experience. Man, don't, don't even get me started. And it's, it's funny talking to other fans who hate other teams that you don't think of like that. Like, the Atlanta Falcons are just some team to you. For us, if we only win two games the whole season and it's against Atlanta, season is a complete success. Everything's cool. Probably the same way you feel if you beat the Raiders or if you're beating down the Broncos. But – 
one thing I forgot that we should play with Stuart that we've done with the other guests that we talk about sports with, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. That's a win, that's a loss. So we're going to go through <laughs> the Chiefs schedule one by one. Stuart, since this is your squad, you're going to pick which wins are going to be, you know, which ones are going to be wins and which ones are going to be losses. And we're going to see where they end up now. He said they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. So I'm guessing at least 12 wins on here. We're going to see how much of a homer Stewart really is on this. And I should have been better prepared because I don't have the chief schedule up yet. So I, gonna... I, got, I, got my, I got my other phone. I can pull it up. Okay. Uh, Stewart, we also have um, another game we'll play with you. It's called uh, Start, Bench, and Cut. We'll, we'll throw some names out there, and you'll have to tell us who, who's, who you starting, who's getting cut, and who's on the bench. Okay, sounds good. So let me pull up Chief Schedule 2020. All right, so the first game of the season is Chiefs Texans on Thursday night. Um. Okay. Well, let's context first of all. Um, first thing, I think this is when Arrowhead will see the Super Bowl trophy for the first time in public at a game. So it's a must win. Um, and Texans are going to have revenge on their mind. That's for sure. But uh, I think we're going to have a better start than we did in the playoffs. So that's a win. Okay. Yeah. We'll uh, next them. week. We'll score some touchdowns, but we'll outscore them. Okay, cool. So next week, the following week is Chiefs at Chargers in Los Angeles. Uh, that's a win for the Chiefs. Okay. 2-0 two, two oh so far. 2-0 and oh so far. Uh, the next game... Well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll determine that at the end. All right. So this, two this, this one will determine where we're going. Uh, third Week three, Chiefs at Ravens in Baltimore. So, the games against the Ravens are always very tough and uh lamar jackson has a way of making you know decent defenses or even good defenses look pedestrian if the ravens get a lead they very well could win this game it's going to be a very close game um but i'm going to go with the win for the chiefs all right, so 3-0. and um, Back in Kansas City against the Patriots. We just talked about Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. Another close win for the Chiefs. What a All right, brutal, so 4-0. Hold on, man. What a brutal first month. I mean, let me get this it's straight. pretty so, tough schedule, right? Jeez, man. I mean, you know, usually, like, if if – you know, this is college football and you're a big powerhouse. You play like Appalachian State and kick the shit out of them first. But no, they got you, you know, playing against the big guns first starting off. So 4-0 and already, man. Yeah, so you got yeah, the and, one And the seed. game against Baltimore is Monday Night Football as well. Yeah, it sure is. Yep. Primetime game. Uh, so basically, you got three out of the four that were division winners last year, except the Chargers. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're the chi – the Chargers are arguably the, the second most talented team in that division. Just with the defense they have, they have good weapons. You, you just don't know what's going to go on at quarterback. So, um, 
the Las Vegas Raiders come to town to play the Chiefs on in week five. Who you got? At home? Y'all have them at home, yes. There's no way we're going to lose at home to the Raiders. Come on now. All right, so five and no. <laughs> no, no explanation there. Uh, the Chiefs go back across the country uh, to play the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. It hurts me to say this, but this is a loss. Um, Buffalo Bills have, have a great defense. Uh, if they just get their act together a little bit on offense, um, I really think they could actually be a great team. Um, so I think that'll be a loss for us because of that really strong defense. All right, 16, what's the count so far? So it's five and one now. It's five and one. All right. So five and one. Now we're in week seven. The Chiefs are back on the road, but in mile high against the Broncos. Broncos are definitely going to be up for this game. Um, but I think Patrick Mahomes will to win if he's playing um, because this was kind of the stadium where he made his name. So I think he'll want to keep that going. So that's a win. For the Chiefs. So six and one so far through seven. All right. So week eight or whatever, a little game eight. Um, the always competitive New York Jets come to mile high, uh, come to Arrowhead Stadium. Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell. Who you got? Um, well, if this was the Chiefs' defense of old against Le'Veon Bell, I would have worried. But with the new defense um, and the new additions, that should be a win for us. All right. So the next game is who I hope you guys beat in real life. The Carolina Panthers come down to Kansas City. That's going to be a slippery one. They they can run the ball effectively. And we're pretty solid looking defense. Uh, we could potentially lose this one. Just based on complacency, I think. So Teddy Two Gloves is going to beat you guys? It hurts to say, but yes. I think okay, so, so that's What's that now? We got two losses. How many wins? Sixteen. Uh, is if that was eight, so that what was that? The ninth. So that's a uh, six and two. Mm. Okay. Um. So fresh seven. off of a loss, Se- is it seven or yeah, six? Seven. You're supposed okay. to be counting, man. Seven I'm reading and two. The <laughs> Sorry, Jeez. I'm keeping. Okay. Um. <laughs> so fresh off of a loss against the Panthers, the Chiefs go into the new um, Death Star in Las Vegas to play the Raiders. He laughs again. Every time you say Raiders, he just chuckles, man. He's like, oh, those guys. Okay, so I have one question. Are the Raiders going to keep the same fans that they had in California, or is it new fans from Vegas? I would assume that this is a completely different fan base. And this just because I know uh, I have a friend that lives in Oakland, and they are diehard. They were diehard Raiders and, you know, you just don't know if that's going to travel to Las Vegas. Right. So I think Vegas, with all the glitz and glamour and the gambling and the free booze when you gamble, will probably, yeah, affect the players. They'll have too much fun. So I think we'll probably lose that one. And it's a rival game as well. So the Raiders will be up for it. 
So seven and three, still solid, still in good okay. shape. And, and so that's back-to-back losses. And here come the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> at Tampa. Okay. <clears throat> in Tampa. In Tampa. Uh, um, I am going to go with a win for the Kansas City Chiefs. And here's why. AFC Championship game uh, the season before last, when we lost to Brady, or when Mahomes lost to Brady, I feel like that spurred him on to win the Super Bowl, but I still feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. Um, so we're going to beat the Bucks. Eight and three. Right. Still solid. And, and, and we appreciate that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and now... The Denver Broncos come into Kansas City. Uh, in Kansas City, I'm going to say it's another close game um, with a win for the Chiefs. So nine right. and a nine and three. All right, hitting the uh, the final stretch. So, Chiefs at Miami with potentially either. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua Tangavaloa at quarterback. Now, before Stuart answers, I've heard about this before, about this Miami curse where even if they're bad, but you take your butt to South Beach, same thing with Las Vegas, you have a little bit of fun, you're out clubbing, the next thing you know, you get clubbed to death on the field. <laughs> but go let Stuart give his thoughts on that. You are very right. That is, that is a potential banana skin uh, because people will maybe take their – you know, put off the pedal a little bit, players. Um, but I am going to say the Dolphins did us a favor the last time. They'll do us one more favor. So we're going to win this one. Well, there you go. So the last three games um, are pretty tough. So fresh off of a win against the Dolphins, you guys come down to the Superdome in New Orleans to play the Saints. Um, that's a loss for us. And, I mean, if, if the Saints play like they play and they run the ball like they know how to run the ball and pass like they do, it's, it's a loss. It'll be a tight game but I think that'll be a loss at the Superdome. I, 16, we're going to have to look up what is the Sunday night football game. Oh, that's that getting weekend. flipped. That's getting – unless it's – Because, someone, because this game is at 425 our time. Well, who, who, huh. who has the game? Because, you know, the, the network that has it might protect that game. If, is, it, is it Fox that has that game? Because they they, they'll protect those. What week is that? I'm going to look it up right here real time to see who's on Sunday night football. What week is that? Uh, I don't know. That is week 15, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Now, if it's like my favorite, if it's like Bill's Bengals <laughs> on uh, Sunday Night Football, that's, that's not happening. So, you said week 15? Let's see. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, no. The they're not going to flex this one out. It's 49ers, Cowboys. They'll, they'll never take away that game. Hmm. Oh boy, <laughs> you know you know how the media just loves their cowboys, whatever. So I, I, they, I, Stephen A. Smith says they're box mm -hmm. office. They they 
you know, people either going to watch to see the Cowboys win or watch them lose. And I know that sounds crazy, um, but, I mean, people love to watch them lose, and their fans love to watch them win. So it's like you can't, you there's can't people invested well. on both sides. So Sue is sitting at 10 and 4. By the way, when, when Easy and I picked the schedule, we actually had y'all beating us because – we didn't feel like we had enough firepower to keep up w- with y'all on offense. Like, we got enough, but we feel like y'all might have had a few more weapons. So it's interesting that you you said that, you know, that'll be a loss for you. You're still sitting based on what you got at 10 and 4 with two more games to go. So, I mean, that's still a solid record. What, what we got next, EZ? Uh, next is a Chiefs, the Chiefs hosting the Falcons. <laughs> that would be a win for the Chiefs. And we gladly appreciate you. We will take it. <laughs> so 11 and four, last game of the season. Most likely yeah. with 11 wins, you're sitting, you're definitely a playoff team with 11 wins already. So you're probably fighting for a number one or two seed at this point. And uh, right. who do they end it off with? But knowing, knowing the damn NFL schedule makers, the Chargers might be damn 10 and five or something. But they play the Chargers at home. Uh, the Chiefs are at home against the Chargers. Um. If Philip Rivers was the quarterback, I'd be worried. Because um, just uh, he's had some really good games against the Chiefs. That's why. Um, but given that there's a new quarterback going, and I don't think they will do as well as people think. So that's a win for the Chiefs. Man, so finishes it off at 12 and 4. That's absolutely solid. Um, we thought she was going to go full that on That was homer. their record last year. We thought we, you was going to go full on homer and just be like, ah, oh, 16-0, we got this, no problem. So Stuart Gatsby. No, I have to be I'm, – I'm optimistic, but I have to be realistic. As well. like, there's no – you're not going to have a perfect season. And if you do have a perfect season, you know, how likely is it that you're going to go all the way? Um, yeah. So I think some losses in there, like they help you to spur you on. I don't want this feeling again, so I got to win. So I think 12 and four is roughly where we'll end up. Nice. Yeah. Well, what do you say for the Saints? Um, we went through. Yeah, what we say? We uh, we we had 12 and four also, if I remember correctly. We had we had 12 and four also, just based on we were being unbiased too. That's one thing about us. Yeah, we're like you, Stuart. We are huge homers, but at the same time, you can be realistic and know when you feel like you're outmatched or something might be a loss. So yeah, we had mm-hmm. we had 12 and four. Um. I got some concerns though, man. Like yeah. this this team, you know, they just find a way. We always have that one silly game that we have no business losing that we lose every year. Sometimes there's more than one of them, and it's it's ridiculously frustrating. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to um segue before we uh get into doing don't at me. EZ came up with his new game last night, and I'm interested to he was like, Man, we gotta try this out with Stewart. So I'm like Hell yeah, I know Stuart will be down to, you know, play some sports shenanigans. So, easy, what you got, man? What's this creation you got? Well, I, I stole it from a podcast I heard. Um, Ashley Neville, she's a, uh, a NBA reporter, um, and she plays this with her guests, and it's called Start, Bench, Cut. So, okay. you put, like, three players up, and you say which one you're starting, which one's on the bench, and which one you're cutting off the team. Okay. So, uh, does that make sense, Stuart? Yeah. 
Gotcha. Okay, cool. So we'll start with the NFL. Um, if, do you pay attention to NBA basketball? Um, I, I do. I'm not as up to date. but I Okay, so I, I got like players that are pretty well known. Um, and then I have some baseball players, but I, like I said, I don't know if you pay attention to uh, Major League Baseball, so I got a few of those as well. So we'll start with the NFL. Um, right. At the running back, mm -hmm. um, you have Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Which one are you starting? Which one's on the bench? And which one are you cutting? Uh, could you repeat those names again? Saquon Barkley, right. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, okay. I am going to start Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, bench Saquon Barkley and cut Christian McCaffrey. All right, sixteen. What do you say? Um, so I'm starting Saquon Barkley. I am putting Zeke Elliott on the bench, and Christian McCaffrey has to go. He's cut. Oh wow! See, I I I answered exactly like Stewart did. I would start Zeke, bench Saquon, and cut Christian McCaffrey, which. This was tough for me, so. But you know why I didn't start Zeke? You know my, my feelings on running backs who look for contact. I, I tend to avoid those. Like, he's going to wear out faster because he's looking to run through somebody, and those guys don't last that long. You know, Barkley. He's so explosive, though. He can catch the ball. Like, he's just he, – he's the most – him and Christian McCaffrey are probably the most consistent. I think if Saquon stays healthy, he's definitely up there as well. You couldn't lose with any of the three, though. You couldn't. No. So we got another group of running backs, mm -hmm. um, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry. Whoever wants to go first. Mm, I mean, this for me is that that's just a given. Uh, Derrick Henry starts. There's no question about that. Um, and then I'll bench Nick Chubb and uh, Mr. Cook, I think, uh, gets cut. Oh man, that's, that's interesting. So, for sure, uh, I'm starting. Man, I'm showing my old age. I didn't, I forgot right off the top of the head. What, name him again, man. Sorry, easy. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry. Okay, so Derrick Henry is definitely being is starting. Um, Derrick Henry on the bench and Chubb. I'm cut. Okay, so Dalvin Cook is starting. No, I'm I'm sorry, Dalvin Cook is the one that's getting cut. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so for me, I think Derrick Henry's just hitting his stride, so I'm starting him as well. Um, Dalvin Cook is getting cut, and Nick Chubb's on the bench. Because Nick Chubb's probably the most underrated running back in the league right now. He's yeah. been – he's only been in the league two years, but he's been very consistent. And my fantasy football thing, team oh, thanks him very much. Fantasy football, God. All right, so we got some NBA players. Right. Um, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden. Oh. Uh, let's see. I'd go with Anthony Davis to start. Um, who's the second one? Uh, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, yes, yes. And the other one? James Harden. Okay, I'll put the Greek freak uh, on the bench and cut James Harden. 
Man, I'm I'm 100% with Stewart on this one, man. Uh, he got it perfectly. Man, can't go wrong with the way he chose it. Uh, I'm going to flip AD and Giannis. I'm going to start Giannis. I'm going to put AD on the bench, and then I'm going to cut uh, – I'm going to cut James Harden. Only because Giannis has an a MVP. He's about to probably get another one, and you know he's not going to get – well, so far he's been very healthy. He yep. can stay on the court. Yep. All right, so a little international football. Uh, you got Ronaldo, Neymar, or Lionel Messi. Oh, gee. Oh, okay. Um, right. I will put Ronaldo to start. Uh, and I know there's a debate about Ronaldo and Messi. Uh, I'll go with Ronaldo because he can score with both feet. He can head the ball. He can, he can kick the ball. He's pretty fast. And I think his dribbling skills are a little more appealing to the eye. Um, put Messi on the bench. And Neymar just dives too much, so I'll cut him. I agree with you 100%. Um, 16, you know any of these folks? No, I know who Messi is for sure, and I know who Ronaldo is. But I'm going to agree with Stuart because he is the he's the guru when it comes to, to soccer. So I'm going to have to tip my cap to him on that one, man. I can't go against what he said, man. He's a super fan. So <laughs> I'm going to roll with what Stuart said on that one. Yeah. yeah. Do, you think, do you think Messi – just a little quick segue real quick. Is Messi overrated? No. Uh, in my opinion, no. No. It, the thing with Messi, in my opinion, like he's great to watch, but you know exactly what he's going to do. Yet the defenders still can't stop him. It's like Iverson's going to do the crossover. He's about to do it. You know he's going to do it, but still nobody can stop him doing it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's overrated either. I just think that you know, him not having a World Cup is definitely hurting on the resume. Right. Yeah. And Ronaldo being able to get one, um, along mm. with all the bajillion accolades that he has, that's I it. think that's what put Ronaldo over the top. Right. All right. So back to the NFL. This is the first round of quarterbacks. Mm. We got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Um, we're just talking quarterbacks here, right? Not team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is your franchise. <laughs> who, who, who are I, you starting? I would, I would start. I would start Aaron Rodgers, just just because he's just you know he's Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then. I would put Drew Brees on the bench and cut Tom Brady. And here's the thing, right? Tom Brady, great quarterback, effective, effective under a scheme. But I honestly think that if you put Tom Brady in a bad team, he wouldn't be as effective as Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's my opinion. Um, so, so I would cut Tom Brady. I know he's the GOAT all that stuff, but I just don't see what the big deal is about. So I, I guess, um, so my, I'm, 
you know, feel like, you know, I'm copying Stuart, but I, I would go the exact same way. Um, you know, I would, you know, if this was a few years ago, I would have put Drew ahead of Aaron Rodgers just because I'm a homer like that. But you got to put Aaron first because he's like the five-tool quarterback. And I put Drew over Tom Brady because we joke about this, but Drew Brees, you know, some quarterbacks out there completing 60% of his passes, he laughs at that like 60%. I, I see you better. I could complete 70%. So you know he's going to be accurate. You know he's going to, you know, for the most part, take care of the ball. And then for Brady, it's just only due to the fact that the two other guys have superior skills to him. But you couldn't go wrong with any three of these. But I agree with Stewart's list. That's a long way of disagreeing with Stewart. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with both of y'all. I would just flip Drew and Aaron Rodgers just because I feel like Drew has done a lot more when given less. Um. You know, there was like a little stretch where Aaron Rodgers was kind of funky and he didn't really have like a number one threat. And I feel like Drew Brees, I mean, Michael Thomas has been like the first legit number one threat that Drew Brees has ever had. Well, Marcus Colston. Jimmy Graham. Marcus Colston was. Yeah, but but come on, like nobody talks about Marcus Colston. And you know, that's my favorite saint. Like I love Marcus Colston. Nobody, he never made a Pro Bowl. Nobody ever raved about him. Um, whereas everybody is on the, whether you hate Michael Thomas or not, you know about him. You know his accolades. He's won an NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Um, you know, obviously Jimmy Graham comes to mind. I just feel like this is the first time that um, Drew's had a truly elite weapon that's been consistent and healthy for him. Nice. Because, I mean, Drew Brees has made people like Lance Moore and David David Copper. I don't want to get you started. Famous. On so I'm just saying, like, you know, All right. he's done more or less. The second round of quarterbacks, um, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Oh. Um. Oh, wow. He's acting That's like he's he's considering. Um, okay. You all know who number one is, right? Clearly. Um, hey, Lamar Jackson, right. Gotcha. <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes, obviously, is number one. I mean, I, I don't have to justify that. I just have to say left-handed pass. That's all I have to say. Um, and no look pass. Uh, but my challenge comes when comparing Russell was Russell Wilson to Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar is great at running. As I said, he's still working on his throwing. I think he could definitely be more effective. Uh, but Russell Wilson's won the Super Bowl already. Um, so Patrick Mahomes to start, Russell Wilson on the bench with a couple of cameo appearances here and there. And Action Jackson, I'm sorry, He's got to go. All right. So Stu is going to feel like I'm just copying off his paper in school, but um, <laughs> I absolutely agree the same way. Um, yeah, it, it, you can't argue with it. Even if you were to flip them around, um, it still would be Mahomes first, no matter who your second guy is. Mahomes is going to be first. But Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson, you couldn't go wrong with either one, but Stu's list is exactly how I would put mine. Uh, and I guess I'm cheating off of both of y'all's papers because I agree. Um, since we're taking credit, Ezra was number one on the Russell Wilson hype train 
the second he stepped foot uh, into the state of Washington. Okay. Uh, Let me tell um, Stuart real quick. The more you hang around us and become a, a, a closer friend of the show, you're going to learn that Ezra has these easy was right moments where he will conveniently remind you about how ahead of the game he was on something. And yeah, it was for yeah. these. You look at the big cheesy grin on his face because now that's different that we're doing video. You can see, look at him, the, the cheesy thumbs up. So he's going to get a lot of those in. Yeah, he was in on Russell Wilson before. I was not sold on him at first. Now I am I, sold. So the argument so, was, I think this was like 2014, 2015. Yep. It was 14. I just came out. I was like, look, Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. And my brother almost about killed me. He's like, how can you say that? How? Like, like he was just like I had offended him or something. And I'm like, dude, look at it. Seattle was eight and eight. Really, they were kind of the worst kind of bad. They were good enough to be good, but bad enough to still be bad and just teetering at seven and nine, eight and eight. Russell Wilson comes in and they automatically make the playoffs. They haven't missed the playoffs since he's been there. Um, in my opinion, along with the other that great draft class that they had, he literally turned that franchise around. And they have been what they've never been, which is a top-tier NFL franchise that you know is going to make the playoffs and going to be competitive every year. And I yeah. think he is one of the sole reasons why that's the case. Because yeah. Pete Carroll was there before. Yeah. Um, he had Matt Hasselbeck. He had Tavares Jackson. Russell Wilson got there, and they completely turned the page. And, you know, there was like a moment where they – Richard Sherman and them were salty because – Russell Wilson was getting the five-star treatment. I'm sitting here like, hey, look, y'all look great. Don't get it wrong. No, they made the right choice. But man. Russell Wilson is a superstar. They made the right choice. You know, you want to talk about somebody who has had no kind of weapon since he's been in, in the league. You know, he's got Tyler Lockett now, but he's thrown to nobody. <laughs> he's had no good receivers. You know, they brought in Sidney Rice, and he was a bust. Uh, they brought in Percy Harvin. He lasted maybe two seasons. So he has been consistent while everything else around him has changed. That defense is completely different now. Mm -hmm. um, the team is completely different now. And he's been the one consistent thing that has kept them relevant and winning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I agree. But I guess you you were on the bandwagon before – was a bad man. Don't, don't please, Stuart. Don't uh, feed this anymore because, uh, ugh, man. Can we just keep it moving, please? Can we just keep? <laughs> All it right. Moving? So, so we're back to the NBA. Um, Steph Curry, uh -huh. Damian Lillard, Chris Paul. Um. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steph Curry to start. Uh, Chris Paul on the bench and Damian Lillard gets cut. Huh. Um, I'm, I'm flipping, like, of course, Steph Curry's first, but uh, I'm going with Dame second and cutting Chris Paul. And, and I'm going to tell you, that's really actually just due to a birthday standpoint. Because if we're talking oh, about the, yeah, it's just based on, on, on age on that one, because Chris Paul can still play. But just basing it on a birthday standpoint, that's the only reason why he's um, – I'm going with him. Fair enough. This one was tough for me. Um, 
and I love Dame. Like I love Dame Dollar. Um, but I think I'm gonna agree with Stewart. As much as it hurts me to say, I'm I'm better off just not answering it because I love Dame. Like I love Damian. Uh, that dude can play. He can play, man. He can go. Chris Paul. He can, but Chris Paul has the skill of just making people around him better. Hmm. Chris Paul, I mean, come on. When he was in New Orleans, bro, he was making Carl Landry look like a perennial power forward. Like, like there were some guys that him and, we him had in New Tyson Orleans Chandler, that had, him and Tyson Chandler together. Like, um, yeah, he did. But I'm still kind of salty about the way he left. So I'm keeping my Chris Paul opinions like short and sweet because. I'm not, you know. Yeah, he he did he did leave us. Their their personal opinions. All right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It's okay. I got I got two more. One NBA and then one um Olympic Olympic theme. All right. All right. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Well, that was too easy, man. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. I mean, is it though? It's LeBron. You just well, we know LeBron. You have to start LeBron, um, and then and then uh, Kevin Durant uh, on the bench, and Kawhi Leonard gets cut. Man, for, well, LeBron obviously the whole league is LeBron. Um, <laughs> it is right now, uh, but then, there's 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 you know I have I have my 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 own also you know further opinions regarding LeBron, but that's for another day. But yeah, LeBron, um, I'm actually gonna bench Kawhi and I'm cutting KD. And I agree. Yeah. I really? agree. Yeah. And for KD, no. a lot of players like that Achilles in injury on a player with his type of explosiveness. I know Kawhi mm -hmm. had his injuries too, but just based on the fact that I feel like he's more well built, uh Kawhi mm -hmm. is. That's probably my reason for. But yeah, that's what I'm going with. And easy, you saying you would go the same way too? I would go the same way, just Kevin Durant's health is the main concern. If, if you have a healthy Kevin Durant, then it's obviously Stewart's uh, lineup for sure. But Kawhi's been more consistent. Based on the birthday, and he showed you that he takes it. Well, yeah, you got the birthday issue as well. Um, mm -hmm. But Kawhi showed you what he can do in the playoffs. Yeah, like he's he showed you over and over again. Um, so yeah, all right. Last one, Olympic themed. Uh, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, Simone Biles. <laughs> uh, you love making my life difficult. Um, what he does, man. I think. I think personally, these are these are pretty challenging. Uh, oh, gee. Okay. Well. See the, the the challenge is you have you know a pretty fast guy in water, and then you have the fastest man on land, and then you also have you know one of the greatest gymnasts we've seen in our lifetime. So I'm gonna go with Michael Phelps to start because I can I believe I can win more gold medals with him in his prime. We're talking about him in his prime. Um, and then I will bench uh, Simone. And reason being, 
she can also win me a lot of medals. So collectively, I can get more medals from them in total. Um, Usain Bolt, yes, he'll win the 100, 200, and the relay, but that's probably it. He's not going to do long jump or triple jump or decathlon or anything else. So as a team, Michael Phelps to start and uh, Simone Bowles as a sub on the bench. So for me, I'm keeping the same bench player, but I'm flip-flopping. So I'm cutting Michael Phelps and I'm mm -hmm. starting Bolt. Okay. So why are you cutting Michael Phelps? Is it because of the drug allegations? No, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just basing it on the fact that I find Bolt more entertaining. That's where I went with it with. I just okay. personally find him more entertaining, more colorful. I, I can see that. I can see that. He, and he brings a crowd for sure. People well, want to see yeah, that's the problem now that he brought a crowd, you know, but, you know. Yeah, that's Rona. another story for another day. All right. Um, I would agree with Stewart on that one. And just real quick, NFL receivers, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Michael Thomas. This dude is not playing fair, man. Like, turn this game off, man, enough. All right. Well, this, that's the last one. The phone, the other phone is away. It's too, it's... <laughs> I can't complain that it's too early in the morning here anymore, but still, like. Dude. All right, okay, repeat that. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. And DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Um, <sighs> okay. I'm going to start uh, with Julio Jones. I think he's, he's on that list. He's probably the most consistent receiver I've seen. Um, and then I will bench the Anthony Hopkins because he's had some pretty decent games against the Chiefs as well. Um, so I think he's a, he's, he's a very effective receiver. Uh, and then cut Michael Thomas. Uh, this one is probably the hardest one out of all these, man. But uh, uh, I'm a homer, so Michael Thomas mm -hmm. is starting. Mm. Um, I'm benching DeAndre Hopkins and I'm cutting Julio Jones because that brother cannot stay on the field. He is outstanding, but he is, as what my brother would say, he's on the all band-aid team in the last four years. He cannot stay on the field. So just based Man. on that. All right. Um, yeah, Julio is starting for me hmm. because to your point, he is all band-aid. He, He's going to have some kind of injury every year. Yep. Like, that motherfucker plays through it. <laughs> he plays through it, and he's still very elite when he plays, even he if is. he's at 80 or 70%. So Julio's on the – is starting for me. Michael Thomas is on the bench. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins is getting cut. And I say that – God, it just hurts me to say that because I think DeAndre Hopkins has, like, the best hands in the league. Like, I think he makes catches. Like, he's frankly bailed out a lot of people. I mean, before Deshaun Watson got there, bro, he was catching passes from uh, Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage. So, God. Bro, you forget about uh, his, you forget about TJ Yates, man. TJ Yates. Jesus Jeez. Christ. Like, he – consistency is not an issue for DeAndre Hopkins. No. Me and you, we, we could play quarterback for whatever team he's on, and he's going to perform. So, yes. I – this ain't no shot at DeAndre Hopkins. They're all great. It's just um, Michael Thomas is 
really good. Okay. In in my opinion, he doesn't just run slam around. All right. So what was it? That that's all we got. What was the name of this game? Easy. I don't want to mess it up. What was it? What's it called? Start again? bench cut. All right. So this concludes whatever <laughs> easy just said. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Bro, no matter what platform we own, the high budget applause always is there. All right. So now we're going to get into a little shortened up version of our favorite thing to play on the radio show, The Aftermath. And by the way, just to put this out here for Stuart, his EP, Songs on My Bike, is available on Tidal, Spotify, Deezer, wherever you stream your music. Go check out his EP. It is very good. You will be uh, better for listening to it. So let's get into Don't At Me because Stuart knows all about that. All right, Stuart. All right. All right, so when you're in the drive-thru, do you check your bag or do you just drive off? Uh, in a drive-thru, I check my bag. Don't at me. Easy, man. I, I'm not, I'm going to say check my bag, don't at me, but I am not consistent with it. You're not. Sometimes I, mean, I do. I, you immediately start I eating don't. fries. You immediately start eating fries. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, that's it. Wait, it's cut. Didn't put the onions or whatever the case may be. Right. Got you. Mm. All right. For me, um, I, I have to check the bag because I'm coming home to, you know, I got three girls in the house and if something is wrong, it's like a disaster. So I have to make <laughs> sure and check it out, man. All right. What's the better feeling? The Friday night after work or waking up on Saturday and knowing you don't have to go to work? Ooh. So you're asking the Friday after work or waking up on Saturday? Uh, I will probably say waking up on Saturday. Don't at me. It's freaking sweet. Easy, man. Man, it's the Friday leaving work. You've been waiting since Monday for this day. And as soon as you get in your car, get on your bike, whatever you use to leave work, and you know that you ain't got to go back till Monday, that's the best feeling. Let me tell you, I'm gonna agree with Easy. You can't go wrong with either one, but it's definitely that Friday. I violently shut down my laptop yesterday and took a victory lap. So yeah, it's Friday night. You know, you're probably gonna play video games or other shenanigans. So yeah, definitely that one. <laughs> All right, here's a retread, and I'd love to know Stuart's on this one. Mm -hmm. iPhone or Android? <sighs> um. Consistently thus far, I have been using Android. So I'm biased. Android, don't add me. I might have to add you on this one. Easy, what about you, man? I already know the answer to this, but I just gotta, you know. Yeah, it's, it's iPhone. I've had both. And I maybe I've just had a bad batch of phones with Android, but it's iPhone, man. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. It's it's the iPhone. I'm an Apple guy. I had an Android for three years only out of necessity, but I'm a iPhone all the way. All right, Stuart, last one. 
And this is probably right. going to start an argument, but it's fine. That's what we do here. All right. PlayStation, Xbox. Um, okay. So, PlayStation holds memories, of course. And it's older than Xbox. And it's gone through this evolution um, from 2D all the way to 3D. But then Xbox arrived and they had Halo. So I'm going to go with Xbox. Don't at me. Stuart, did we I just... He was... I, he was... God, he. I just knew what he was going to say. He said, well, X, PlayStation has memories. I just knew it. Golly. Stuart, I got to get your gamer tag, man, because I'm a Halo head too, man. We got to play some Master Chief Collection, man. We got to play some Halo Reach, man. Oh, that would be great. I, I, I have a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I got a Switch too, uh, man. Yeah. All right. I have to give myself an Xbox for sure. Yes. So we can get on there and play some Halo, man. Easy, man. I already know what yours is. So you can go ahead and say it for the record so it can be on the show. But go ahead. But that's one in my uh, corner. For the record, I have both systems. Um, I'm looking at both of them right now. Mm. It's PlayStation. And I know I'm outnumbered. And this is the first okay. time on this show. Can you tell us why? Um, for me, I just, and I have both systems, so I just enjoy the, the user, the being able, just the, I just like the controllers. I like the games that they offer. To me, the user experience is better on PlayStation, but I will say that Xbox app mm. is tens and miles better than PlayStation. Like, mm -hmm. PlayStation got some work to do on the apps, and I see why people love Xbox because Xbox is great in its own right. But right. I think for me, because I've had a PlayStation so long, that's why I lean more PlayStation. But Xbox is great in its own right, especially that app. All right, so we just played a bridge version of it, but it's always around. Playing Don't Add Me, Stuart Gatsy, how about the applause on the first video version of the Aftermath? Yes. Man, Stuart, man, um, it's cool to connect with you again. I know we had a conversation on the radio before, but it's cool to connect via video and just shoot the breeze about sports and just have a fun conversation. So, man, we appreciate you making the time because I know it's late where you are. You know, the day really just got started for us over here in the States, but it's late where you are. So we appreciate you taking time out of your evening to come, you know, play in our little sandbox here, man. Yeah, no worries. I, I appreciate it. Always have a great time with you guys. So. You know, anytime you want me back, just uh, yeah, give me a shout. Oh, for sure, man. You know, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this, man. As the season progresses, we're gonna see how our predictions and stuff, you know, panned out. But yeah, definitely um, gonna do this again soon. And we're gonna actually start kind of migrating into video and seeing how this works as well for for the show and try to you know evolve and go to that next level. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, you got anything that's coming out that people need to know about? Um, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm primarily just working on promotions for, for my new book, uh, Rough Guide to Planet Earth. Uh, the next thing I have lined up is I'm scheduled to appear on a, on a Singaporean podcast. Nice. Uh, and this will be this, this coming week. So that's going to be um, quite, quite interesting. So we'll be talking about the book and then, and then just myself in general. So that, that's going to be quite fun. And then, of course, yeah, the, the book's uh, still available um, on Amazon 
and um, yeah, check it out. Excellent read. I can speak from experience. It's an excellent read. You should definitely check it out. Um, you will be thoroughly entertained and you're going to learn a lot from it. So yes, yeah, so we definitely appreciate that, man. And, um, you know, thanks for coming on again. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Good to be here. Yes, sir.